We are living in unprecedented times. No matter what industry you come from, we must all review, rethink, and reinvent ourselves. Are you an entrepreneur that is trying to adapt your business to the new norm? Well, you are listening to the 2020 Entrepreneur, a podcast that will motivate you and have you think outside of the box. My name is Hugo Almeida, and with over 30 years of being an entrepreneur, I am here to share and inspire you with my experiences and help invent a new you. Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to T20E World. Hugo here, and I got a good friend with me today, Jeff Zivi. Hey, Hugh, how are you doing? Very good, Jeff. Listen, thank you so much, first off, for being in our studios and taking time out of that busy schedule that you live (laughs) (laughs) to come on in in person and kind of share your knowledge with us all. You're very welcome. And, you know, I'm not all that busy. Uh, (laughs) I'd like to project that as a mystique, but uh, I have uh, plenty of time for this. So for those that are listening, I just want to say this is going uncensored. We're going live here, and we're just going to let this this podcast rock and roll. Jeff Zivi is the man, the myth, the legend in communication industry, and not only that, but in corporate America. And today's topic is going to be corporate America then versus now. Jeff, what do you think about that, huh? I think a lot, a lot of changes. That's what I think when you say that. Big differences. I started in in 1990. I think we met, we were just talking about that around later 90s, 98. And I mean, night and day as compared to then and cut to 30 years later and now. Dude, um, I still remember when we first met. I, I was uh, I was always an international guy coming into Lucent Technology. Remember that? Oh, I remember. <laughs> How could I forget? Yeah. I remember sitting in my first meeting with Jeb Zivi and uh, again, Corporate guy running an international department, coming into losing technology, now working domestically, and, you know, just trying to do all the right things in that meeting. And I remember Jeff pulling me to the side and saying, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you were doing it all wrong. You were doing it all wrong. By trying to do it right, you were completely doing it wrong. <laughs> yeah. One of my buddies, uh, we got so many years under our belt together in our industry. We both came up in our careers in the sales side of the things. We've seen the good, the bad, and we lived the ugly in corporate America. So today, why do I want to share a little bit about the differences between corporate America then and now with all our listeners? Well, like Jeff said a little bit ago, times have changed. I mean, it's, it's freaking crazy. It's, it's literally black and white now. You know, what we grew up in, in the 90s, we worked corporate America, grew in the industry right. during a time where the evolution of communication evolved so fast, just from 93 to about, what was it, 2000 or so, where we went from receiving little telex grams on a little sheet of paper, then receiving emails and fax machines coming out right. to voice over IP. Right. You had cell phones in there. You, when I started, there weren't even cell phones. You wanted, you know, that was just, there were pay phones. If you were on the road and you wanted to make a phone call, you better stop somewhere, borrow a phone, uh, you know, or a pay phone or something like that, or just check voicemail. And, you know, when you said you were on the road, that meant you were incommunicado for a while. <laughs> you, you know, were. no one, hey, guy's on the road. We can't, how are we going to get a hold of him? He's, he's on the car. What do you expect? Yeah, but Jeff, yeah. you're still like that. True. Well, I know, but now it's, but now I have no reason to justify that. I can't back that up because of the fact that they can get me any minute of any uh, email uh, text, cell phone, there is no... Can't hide. I, I miss those days. Those blank times that listen, I, I, I'm on listen, the road. Tell the truth. You're sure. one of those guys with the uh, the beeper. Oh, yeah, I had a beeper. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
I, I used to be terrified of that thing because, you know, if somebody's calling you, I don't know what it's about. I just know that, and, and then they might put in uh, 911, which means emergency, which means it's really important, and i got to figure it out. Find from a, that, i got to go find the phone. phone. <laughs> yeah, and then hope, you know, and I have nothing with me. I have no laptop because they we weren't doing those. Now. I'm, in the, I'm on the road somewhere, and i got to hope that I can – resolve whatever situation, whatever customer is calling me at that moment with what I got. Oh, you know, nice. it could be, hey, our system's down. <laughs> I'm like, uh-oh, that's going to be another five phone calls <laughs> I got to make from this pay phone to, to try and you resolve have a lot that of, situation. better have a lot of change. Exactly. Change. We always <laughs> what carry was change. Was it 10 cents or 25 cents? Back then, I think it was like 25 cents. It, it started uh, at 10 and it got up to 25 geez. pretty quickly. Look where we are today, huh? Today. So that, I, That's one problem that's eliminated. Yeah, that's There's more yeah. problems. There's different problems, <laughs> yeah, but not totally. that one anymore. Most of our listeners today, right, we're, we're kind of filling you in on the things that we dealt with just a few decades ago, not that long ago when you think about it. Most of our listeners today grew up in the digital era. Now, good or bad, I don't know. I've got both sides of the coin I could talk about, you know, because I think the ability to be able to be in communication is a great thing. But at the same token, the accessibility of having everything at your fingertips could also be the worst nightmare. Right. Yes or no? I absolutely agree. I mean, it's great that the technology is, is mind-blowing now. But it's also, I almost feel like a doctor. You're on call 24 hours a day. I mean, back then, the, the workday stopped at 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock. The weekends were the weekends. But now, you can, you know, with your smartphone alone, you can respond anytime, anywhere. And that's expected. That's just a given. You know, I, I know people that retired back at the day. And they're like, why are you returning a text at 8 o'clock at night? At, or a voicemail, or I'm sorry, an email at 9 o'clock at night? That's because that, that's, <laughs> that's the world we live in now. You're, you're thinking of the world back in the mid-90s when that would be crazy to do that, if you, even if you could. And now, that's the way it is. So it's great that we have this technology. But it's also a higher demand. It's a higher level of expectation. Oh, accessibility. Like. Is accessibility very cool. is, you know, it's why didn't you get back to me? I know you got it. <laughs> yeah, but why don't you pick up my phone calls? Yeah. I don't get it, Jeff. Right. Oh, I you specifically? Leave, no, no. Yeah, I leave uh, you messages all the freaking time. You know that. Right. I don't get those. <laughs> I just don't. I don't know why that happens. I got to look into I got to talk to my provider on that. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, yeah. That, I, I I used to use that as an excuse occasionally. I never got that because sometimes you would even before voicemail when, when we were starting out was a big thing. But even before that, it was you would leave a message with somebody with an assistant, you know, a secretary, an attendant, and you would say they would just write it out, and you could say occasionally, "I never got that. They never they never gave that to me. Who did you talk to?" And then voicemail came, and that became you know less of a thing. You could pretend that you didn't get etc now no one's even using i think i'm one of the few that even use voicemail and when i do it i text somebody to say hey i just left you a voicemail please check it but i, I think i'm that's a dying form you know in a couple of years i don't think we're even going to see voicemail anymore it'll Jeez. just be text i think so anyway listen what about let's talk a little bit about when we were starting our careers early on you know where we are today now, we talked about this early on before we, uh, we launched this podcast, and we talked about the loyalty to corporations and vice versa, right? Right. The corporations, corporate America was so loyal to their employees, and we right. started noticing change. Granted, the pressures, right? Loosing technologies, eventually breaking out into small different companies. We were on the communications side. We wound up spinning off into Avaya, which is still a leading communication company here in the U.S. But Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> Let's be nice here. I understand. Yes. It is. It yes. Is. But 
there used to be a sense of loyalty from both sides. Right. We understand Wall Street and everything, and you know our numbers had to be up there. Our quotas, God knows, was up there. You know, we had to deliver numbers. Right. You know, and I'll tell you, you know that that kind of set the precedent for us. You know, and right. and what we had to do as salespeople. And today, though. You know, during those years, I remember we st- we would just be a hero one week, and we would have to cover our ass the following right. week. We moved, <laughs> we were almost at the door, and it could it could change that quickly. A hero on Tuesday, and in the doghouse on Thursday, and then right <laughs> we, back again. We had to uh, make up those numbers that we lost, those right. deals that didn't close, and we had to explain why. And listen, I know a lot of the people out there in sales today, corporate America, you're living it every day today. I right. get that. Back then, it was a little bit different. We started seeing the evolution of the change and the pressures from corporate, right? Where all of a sudden, eh, maybe not so loyal to the employee, right? Right, right. You didn't fulfill the numbers. Someone's head was going to roll, man. That's, yeah, exactly. And there's still tremendous pressure on numbers. I mean, that's the that's the deal when you sign up for sales. It's, it's always going to be about a number. It's always going to be about a quota. You're only as good as your last forecast, your last revenue uh, quarter or month or whatever it is that you're being evaluated on. But I feel the difference is you were more, more protected back then in that the longer you were with a company, the more seniority you had, the more you felt secure, the more valuable you were to that company. So if a 10-year guy is better than a five-year guy, a 15-year guy is better than a 10-year guy, so on and so forth. And and that gave you some breathing room on that, hey, look, this company's, I'm going to give everything I can to this company and I'm going to sell everything, but I'm going to have a down year at some point. But I'm not that worried about it. Unacceptable. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> but it, yeah, that, that changed. That was when I started in the 90s. That was the deal. You had that job for life banner that was, you know, unofficial, but they pretty much, that was the deal. And by the end of the 90s into the 2000s, the new millennium, that was no longer the game. This was... You know, hey, look, it doesn't, the more years you had probably hurt you more than helped you. And now we're, we're in a world where it's just changed. That's a bad thing. You know, they want people changing constantly. You're in a job for five years. You leave the company. You get some experience elsewhere. You try and get a promotion. You go to company B. Then you go to company C. That's the guy they want. But you don't ever, that relationship with the company where you're very loyal to the company and the company's loyal to you, that's where I felt the safest. And that's probably where I was probably the happiest over I over still time. remember the meeting. When uh, we spun off into Avaya, remember uh, our new VP, John Rooney, great guy, great guy. John, by the way, if you're listening, hello from Jeb Zivi and Hugo here. But I remember when he went around the room with all of the New Jersey sales and New York sales, I think, (laughs) and he wanted everybody to stand up, introduce themselves and give us the years that they they have worked, you know, whether it was AT&T, Lucent, and Avaya, right? So you just totaled up the numbers of years that you actually were employed. Most of them were new players in the industry, average of four or five. We got around the table, I remember, and Jeff Zibby was just like hiding in a corner. I couldn't understand why. For a guy that loves to talk out in front of everybody, he just was hiding in a corner. And he told me later, he's like, dude, listen, you don't want to say anything over 10 years. It's a sign that's not good. (laughs) Right. That's when the numbers were working against you. And I think I had at that point, maybe, 15 I knocked it down to like 10 or 9 (laughs) and then our boss came up to us and said Jeff I'm a little bit confused I've been with the company you know about 13 years and you started four years before I did how do you have nine years and I said hey look we all know what the game is now I'm not going to advertise that I'm a 15 year guy where that's now a negative and that was a joke but it's not really a joke is that's the the way the, the corporation shifted is they they want you know change they want younger that's a guy who's stuck in his rut and is is not changing he's doing the same thing for too long we need somebody else who's been in that job for three years and then he's going to move on to a different job and a different company and that's valuable 
to them. I liked it the old way. I think it was more valuable when you got to know the company, you got to know the business, and there was really a relationship there with your customers and the company. But that's just not the way it is anymore. I miss it, but that's those days are long gone. What are you trying to say? Your numbers are just not there now? Uh, they're there, but they don't really care. You know, that's just expected. I, I felt like they appreciated it more when they were there in the 90s than they are now. You know, I'm with a different company, and I like the company. They've been good to me. I've been there for about 10 years, and that's getting to be oh, a little bit long in the years. tooth. 10 years with that with the company I'm with now. Should I say the company, or does it matter? Share it with us. Yeah, NEC. It's a, it's a NEC. Japanese company. And I'm probably low man on the totem pole. Uh, they didn't get the message that the more years you have, it's not good. Because they, <laughs> they, they, got, they got people with 30 years of that company. So somehow they didn't they, – yeah, I don't know how they're not on the, the same plane with everybody the else. Japanese companies. But love them, love them, love them. I worked for Matsushita. I had a great run right. there. Ran the international department there. I love love the culture. Right. It's a good one thing I can think of that is two things that we lost when we did this is employee loyalty and customer loyalty because your customers were locked to you and to that company because now it's more of just we're going to get a new account manager, we're going to get somebody new, those customers will either stay or they won't. There's not that relationship that you had with your existing customers, which is your always your base accounts. Those are the easiest guys to sell to. And it's just not looked the same way with constant turnover and things like that. The corporations have decided that this is the way to go for the most part. I don't quite get it. I think it was better the other way. But I understand the need for change. The problem with the old system was also you had people who were very complacent and that once you got past 20 years, you were locked. Yeah. Like you were considered, on, it was like having tenure, and I'm not saying tenure is a bad thing, but you were considered untouchable and you could just coast or really, and they weren't going to get, they would just oh, bounce you around bad. from department to department, waiting you out until you officially retired. And there was a decent amount of those people. And that was the, uh, that yes. was the, the justification they used to kind of do away with that system. I feel they could have kind of compromised a little bit. And <laughs> there was no clean. Yeah, there was, that was we're, we're scrapping the whole thing. Yeah. We're wiping it. That's it. That's it. They ruined it for everybody. But there was some of that, that we just had people that probably were just not putting in the kind of effort that they used to well, um, and weren't learning the technologies or wanted to learn and, and yeah, weren't listen, trying as much like once in they got into Like this. in any company, I remember this, and you and I always discussed this. It was always people, and I call it hiding, right? Right. So they would do their two years in one department. They knew that uh, no one's going to bother them at least six months because right. they're learning it, do their gig. Do it half-ass, move on to the next opportunity within a large corporation. Honestly, those days are kind of gone. Right, <laughs> they're, they're gone. I mean, listen, right. you got to hustle out there now. They expect numbers to hit. Right. And you know what? Everybody that goes in understands your number's not there. Don't take it for, right. Listen, you're going to be looking for another job. That's it. They'll tell you that right up front. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I get I mean, that. Granted, Jeff, that today's environment is so much more laxed, you know, you know, everything's like the the Google rooms, right? The WeWorks right. of uh, New York City and stuff where just a relaxed, chillaxed type of an environment. You know, everybody could wear whatever it is. She, there's dogs that are coming into corporations nowadays. Yeah. And, which, uh, listen, our company here is pet friendly, but we don't have a bunch of dogs coming in. Right. But it's changed so much. It has. But at the same token... You know, there's a lot of pressure, lots of pressure in corporate America today to deliver those numbers. Right. That, that's all it is. It's, Wall Street. It's numbers, numbers, numbers. And that, but that's, you know, that is the deal that I signed up for. And I, I accept that. I, I did prefer it the other way. Um, <laughs> but, you know, but that's. <laughs> wait, the, wait, wait. The game is well, wait what, what do you yeah. mean the other way? The other way was when, right now, if I have a couple of bad months, that could be it. Back then, you cut to 20 years ago, I have a couple of bad months. They're not going to get rid of me. You know, it's like, hey, look, they know that I've got a five-year record or a 10-year record. They know, hey, look, Jeff's having an off year. He'll bounce back. You know, we're not just going to get rid of him. 
that's a change. And that's, and that's, but that's for everybody. It wasn't, you know, that's the game. It, it's a level playing field for everybody. I'll tell you. I remember leaving, when it was my time to leave Avaya, I still remember I worked on a, a large $2 million opportunity. As I left, the next guy that just stepped into my, to backfill my shoes, that deal happened to close. Would you believe the phone calls I received? He was the hero in that department. And no right. one could understand, how do you close a $2 million deal so quickly with only two weeks experience? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> he took all the credit. The guy was that good. He was that I mean, good? He was that good. That's no, a closer. They they got poor themselves Hugo, a closer. Two years of yeah. working on that damn deal, to meeting constantly and right. oh, briefing after briefing, right. international five poll meetings we used to have. Oh my right. god! And the fact that the guy who closed it then went in and said, "Somebody remind me, what did we sell again? What was?" <laughs> not a hundred percent sure what we closed. Well, it didn't matter. Again? Hey, yeah. listen, I, just I know want it was my commission big. check. That's all yeah. I care about. Yeah, I know it was big. I see a lot of zeros. Oh man, that was too funny though. Not funny for me, working two years. Funny and then, yeah. years later. <laughs> totally. Kind of a funny. Yeah, it wasn't, it's not yeah, funny looking when back at everything. It was, uh, it was, listen, we could go on for hours talking about our experiences at corporate America because there was uh, good, the bad, the ugly, man. Right. How about that, Achievers Club? Remember Achievers that Club? Was a that good, was, that was, I was an example I love, of the good. I love when you kicked ass in sales and they rewarded you. Right. But I got to tell you right now. Those Achiever Clubs were just fucking chaotic. Parties. <laughs> it was yeah. just chaos out there. Yeah. And you, they pretty much gave you a free hand of whatever you want to do. It's almost going to, it's unless you get insane out there, it'll be forgotten. You know, we'll, we'll get, you get three days or so. You don't put so 2,000 salespeople exactly. from around the world all in one right. hotel in Hawaii. Right. What, just, what did you think I mean, was going to happen? What did you think is going to happen? Yeah. Oh, you know man. what's going to happen. So just don't, don't go too, don't, don't get completely out of control but semi out of control is acceptable because even your boss and your boss's boss are probably right there with you <laughs> right there with you. you know yeah and that was a big incentive too you had you know it made you feel good i always liked the there was always the awards part but then there was the fun part i always just liked the fun part the best that was well, the dude, after you the never awards. even showed up half yeah. the achievement club well, exactly. never showed up to the I, events you showed up to the parties correct but i heard that the awards were, <laughs> they were good. that's why i yeah i missed them but the yeah the, the parties afterwards were right. always fun everybody so, got loose i'm just curious yeah i know you did your time at at&t right you did your time at lucent technologies right and eventually you finalized your career with avaya correct how many years total did you do I think the answer is it's 18 or 19. I want it 19. I think, it, yeah, I think it was the, I started in 1990 and I think I left officially Avaya, not completely by choice, <laughs> in 2019. So I call it, I would call it 19 years. 19? 19. I thought it was more. No, it was not, yeah, it was, it was, I know, because it was the recession. Um, when I, it was right, the recession was 2008. It okay. hit and then, yeah, and then we, uh, I think 2009. I've when never I, seen anyone so relaxed between jobs. I was like, Jeff, you, <laughs> you got to start yeah. talking to headhunters or something. I mean, have you been looking? He's like, well, you know, I'm just going to take another month. Right. <laughs> I can sum up my time between organizations in two words. Good times. <laughs> I don't know why I was. I mean, I was worried, but not. I didn't let that affect me. I mean, that was just like. No, you were worried. I was worried. Before. I was worried it was going to happen. It was, and yeah. once it happened, you were yeah. like, wow, it wasn't that bad. Yeah. This is actually pretty cool. I lived. Cool. Right. So, hey, li hey, listen, just a word of advice to all those young entrepreneurs, corporate people that are just graduating, looking for jobs. Listen, take life with a grain of salt, man. Enjoy the moments you actually have because you're going to work. You're going to find a job. You're going right. to land an opportunity. Trust me on that one. And no matter what, 
I got news for you. You'll be working for a long time. So enjoy those moments that you have the downtime because you will land the opportunity that you're looking for. Right. That's that's very good advice, Hugh, because it wasn't nearly as bad as I thought being without it. When you're with a job for almost 20 years, I mean, that's oh, you your... You stressing. I was stressed. That's, that's you your, what am I going to do? I got to start. I didn't even have a resume. I didn't even know how to put one together because they hired me right out of college. So I didn't even need one. I'd never been on an interview before after the 20-year mark. So, But all of that resolves itself. You'll, 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 you know, I think I took a couple of classes and I went online and I practiced it a little bit. You get in your head with that kind of thing. And it, it's never quite as bad as you think it will be. And then, and that's why I was so relaxed afterwards. I was like, it happened. You know, I'm still here. I, I didn't stroke out or have a massive heart attack or something. And then eventually I found another job. <laughs> but it, it was it was the, the pre-being laid off that I was more worried about than the actual layoff. <laughs> oh, and, and things yeah. worked out fine. I mean, I like this company better than I liked, you know, Avai. I think NEC is, is, is a better organization. And so it, it worked out for the best. You know, but it's not going to last forever, this job. But I'll go through it again. And... So be it, though. But it's always, that's a good life lesson is you just try and get out of your own head on that. It's not going to be as bad as you think it is. It might even work out for the benefit. A lot of times it does. It works out better, but you have to go through the pain first to realize that. That's a great point because reality, my friends out there listening, is we overthink things sometimes too much. Listen, I, I go through the same drill with my own kids when they were looking for jobs. And I would just tell them, listen, relax. You're going to land something. Oh, my answer right away would be, hey, listen, but you don't understand. Times have changed. I'm like, oh, my goodness. Right. I mean, please. Times have changed. I agree. But in that perspective, no, they haven't. You're going to land the job. Because, you know, listen, Jeff and I are here talking to everyone today. Just sharing experiences. You understand some of the differences in corporate America. You know, we do live, we lived the rat race back then. We had to deliver very big numbers. There was always pressure. I would say we had more fun. Today, the same pressure exists. Numbers are still there. You got to deliver. But no, I don't know, man. The loyalty between the, the, let's say, compassion for the employee is gone. I'm not going to say in every company. I'm not saying that. But in many cases with the large corporations, compassion for the employees kind of gone. Why? Because if someone at the top is telling someone down at the bottom, cut numbers, believe me, heads are going to roll right, right away. They don't care. They don't care. They don't. Right. I mean, years ago, like you said, you know, we talked about it. You know, listen, we can't get rid of Jeff. We can't get rid of Hugo. Those guys have always produced. They've had a bad month, maybe a bad two months. But you know what? They're going to come back. They know the book of accounts that we always had today. Uh, I don't know. I also don't understand always what they're expecting because it's not like someone is going to come in with a new book of accounts. Right. It just doesn't happen exactly. that much anymore. Yeah, it's always, well, what do you think you're going to get when you downsize? Usually a lot of the downsizing is just for expense reasons. You know, we're going to have to do more with less because the numbers aren't where we are. So we're going to, well, we can't make the sales. We're going to cut. And that means people. And so then somebody that had 50 accounts each, now you have 100 accounts each. Who's ever left and you keep doing that, which isn't, I think, a great way to, to run things. But if you can't grow sales in certain cases or expand, then you have to lessen expenses. And that's usually their justification for it. But yeah, I've never seen, you gave the, the great example earlier about, you know, hey, you had, you had lined up a great sale and then we're let go. Oh, and then somebody man. comes in and just stepped into that. Is that really the guy really knew what he was doing at that point? He just got lucky. Luck a is genius. a big part of surviving <laughs> in corporate America and in the world. Luck counts for you know, timing is, is a lot of things. Ah, we talk about that in other episodes, right? And the, But I will say this also about corporate America, though. There's a lot of benefits to corporate. Because I'm a, you're more, you started in corporate America and you became an entrepreneur 
entrepreneur. I'm more, I've always been a, a corporate guy and it's a, it's a big safety net though. You know, I mean, it is, you're selling their product, which is usually has some name recognition. You know, in, our, no in my case, it's NEC, but Avaya was name recognition. AT&T, you know, we used to say no one ever got fired for buying AT&T. They say that with a lot of companies, you know, IBM and things, but that's true. You had a lot of name recognition and marketing. You had great benefits and the pay was usually pretty good. And there was opportunity for promotion. A lot, lot of cases you like the people and you can form relationships with people. So there's, a, it's a big safety net oh, in no corporate doubt. America. And that, it, that's a benefit. It is. You know? Listen, I trust me, all, all of the millennials, Generation Z, young entrepreneurs that I mentor, I always say that. I'm like, listen, go work in corporate America. It's so important, right? Give it a shot. Because you got to see and live the good, the bad, the ugly in order for you to understand what it is to go on your own. Because then you take all that information, you take all that knowledge that you picked up at corporate America, apply it to a smaller company, you know, run it, operate like a large entity, large enterprise account, large corporation, but small business. You know, I remember you and I always talked about the stresses, right? Right. You're, you'll always be stressing because of the numbers. We had to hit quotas of six point something million dollars in a very small territory. Those numbers, you know, some people might say, hey, that's not that bad. Let me tell you, those are insane numbers. And they only went up. They never went down. And I, I would tell Jeff after I left Avaya, I would say, Jeff, I still continue to have stresses. It's just very different. And my numbers are also not so inflated. I don't got to deliver numbers to Wall Street anymore, right. you know? Right. Stock market, you know, the stock number. You that's know, for, a big. It's yeah. huge. It's that's, huge. It, right. play, it plays a big part in the decision making at the top. Right. Absolutely. But it is a great place. Going from a corporate environment to a small business, I think, is a great shift because you could also see everything that corporations do wrong that are very difficult for them to change that a small business can change almost instantaneously. So one of the frustrations of corporate America is you can see better ways of doing things and you might suggest that or try that and they're going to say, hey, well, we can't do it that way. That's not the way we do it here. Or it's going to take, that's 10 departments. We would have to get the buy-in for that. And you see this all the time in companies, you know, Netflix versus Blockbuster. You know, I mean, the writing is on the wall that Blockbuster is not doing things. People don't like paying late fees. They don't like, you know, they don't like the fact that they can only rent a video for a certain amount of days, et cetera, or, or that there's, you can't even get the video you want. Then all of a sudden Netflix figures out better ways to do it. And Blockbuster says, yeah, I don't think that's going to fly. We're doing it a certain way. That's the way we've always done it, but that's not the game anymore and that's it changes. Right. But larger corporations have a, a much more difficult time shifting yep. when and they we, need to shift. And we and, talked about that. Yeah. Listen, listen, look, look at the smaller companies, medium and small companies during COVID. If you weren't able to pivot very quickly, you're just, it's, you're not going to survive, especially during COVID. You know, you have to be flexible. Now, the advantages of being a small, medium organization is that you can do that. You can pivot on the fly sometimes. It doesn't matter if you're just in one industry and all of a sudden you need to kind of shift a little bit and find another product line that kind of suits the times that you're dealing with. Like in our situation with healthcare products, right? We had all the international contacts in our company that, I that I'm working with and we were able to pivot immediately and contact all the international people and say, listen, we need this, that, and the other thing for New York City. Shit's blowing up right now in New York. You know, COVID is serious. So we were able to just realign ourselves quickly. Now, a large corporation, they have a hard time doing this. Right. They can't pivot so quick. Right. Even if they know what the answer is, they have a hard That's time right. That's right. getting there. I always say it's like a snowball just rolling it down a hill and just it becomes this large, massive ball rolling down a mountain. You can't rebuild that thing. It's just going in one direction. Right. You can make little adjustments, right? Absolutely. 
And in a world where technology changes so quickly, I mean, COVID is a perfect example. Virtu- I think a lot of companies are not going to go back to the office. Oh, uh, I mean, virtual offices now, it was always growing, but COVID pushed it, accelerated it. And a lot of companies have realized, hey, I can work from home. The technology is there. My people like it better. I'm saving on rent. Why wouldn't I do this? But they weren't necessarily going to do it as quickly before COVID. COVID pushed them there, but they're doing it and they're not going back. That's how quickly the world can change. And, and we're going to see the effect of that. Yeah. We're going to see oh. the effect. I'm very curious and concerned that in the next few months, say, let's give it six to eight more months, and we're going to start seeing some large buildings up for sale. Right. Availability. Listen, I don't even want to talk about like strip malls. I don't want to talk about actual malls, retail industry. There's going to be a lot of changes. Right. Absolutely. Know? That's And you got to be able to fly with that. That's yep. the world that we live in. You got to be able to pivot very quickly and see it coming. Even if things look rock solid today, you got to have a plan for tomorrow that it's not always going to be that way and the companies that seem to do the best on that are the ones that have that plan ready to go and start to pivot when they see it even if they're dominating the industry today they might not tomorrow by tomorrow i mean tomorrow <laughs> i don't mean 10 years tomorrow that's right i mean like a couple of months tomorrow that's how quickly it can change in certain cases so zivs yeah let me let me, uh, let me ask you this go as we close up 30 minutes that we've been chit-chatting here and sharing some information on corporate america then and now what did you like about then and what do you like about now? Back then, I liked I liked the the whole vibe of the company. I liked the law. You know, I liked I looked out for the company. The company looked out for me, and I liked that. It felt it was a safe space, and I felt I did some of my best work back then. And it was the the atmosphere that they created that I liked. It was I kind of liked that, even if it wasn't for me a job for life. It it just felt good, and I loved going to work every day in that environment. Uh, Beth Handler, uh, if Beth you Handler? if you're hearing this, right, kudos would, to you. I would throw Matt O'Leary. <laughs> <laughs> as, as that it was just a you know I used to say to my friends we might be out over the weekend or something like that and uh, maybe Sunday night comes around they're like oh man I can't believe I got to go back to work on Monday and I would say why would you be dreading that I'm looking forward to it Monday it's gonna be, it's gonna be a great week you know it was just a great atmosphere maybe that was just the group I was in uh, that was, those were AT and T days but it, it was a great vibe what I like about today though I mean the technology and the way things move I like. It's a different world. With well, it that. makes it, took, it easier. Makes it easier. Yeah. yeah. No I mean, doubt. you had you didn't have those tools back then. I mean, you can do anything. I can work remotely. I can work from a beach. I can I can do a lot more. I'm a lot more efficient. And I'm not on the cutting edge of technology by any means. I he think just we sells all know the that. technology. I sell it. That doesn't mean I know how to use it. <laughs> but that is, that's a big benefit of, you know, every day there's a different tool that comes out or something that's going to help you make it easier to, for you to communicate with your customers, you know, et cetera. And that, that's why you have the ability to work virtual office so so easily now where no one can even tell that you're virtual office. So I would say that's that's a big benefit now that we didn't have then. Back then, it just feels to me that in the 90s, technology did not move quite as quickly where Every X amount of months, something is changing. There's a new innovation. Back then, it seemed like you were, you had some, some changes, like we talked about cell phones, email was, was starting and things, but it took years and years to get to that point. Okay. So I would say that's, a, that's one of the big benefits now. Yeah, I have to agree. I mean, back at corporate America, if I'm talking about then, I did like the loyalty. I did like the camaraderie that we had amongst our teams. I liked the competition, our sales guys often do. I also liked the rewards. When you kicked butt, you received a nice invite to the Achievers Club right. at, at a beautiful destination. I like all that. And I'm not saying it went away, but I will say those large budgets that corporate America used to dump on Achievers and other events, they have definitely gotten cut back. Today, the ease of being able to 
work efficiently and effectively from any part of the world. I mean, just before COVID hit, I was in Ecuador. Nobody knew I was there. I was working uh, from a beautiful apartment overlooking a gorgeous ocean on the Pacific coast. You know, I was uh, connected to my office every morning. You know, take advantage of unified communications today. And today, it's a, it's now it's understood better than ever, right? Just like you said, during COVID, many of the medium corporations, largest, large corporations, I'd say they were already set up in a way. And even they found little things that they needed to adjust to have their employees work effectively from home. But the medium and the small enterprise now understand the benefits of truly maximizing on unified communications, right? You know, the fact that everything is on a mobile app, on a tablet, on your laptop, you can have any phone call you want, transfer from a tablet to a cell phone, and, and have a video conference at the same time. It's just, it's magnificent. Yeah, you can't beat that. You, can, nah, you can't beat you that. Can't. I'll tell you, one other thing I thought of that I, that I do miss is, and this is a benefit of being in the office, is the relationships, I think I mentioned this earlier, that you form in that we met, you know, 22, 23 years ago, and we're still friends. Oh, I yeah. still hang out with guys that I knew back then. In today's world, when everybody's virtual and you leave a job, those relationships a lot of times end, you know, because you're not seeing each other in the office every day. You're not going out to lunch every day. You're not going out for drinks after work, whatever yeah, you want to do after work, and or, you know, it could be a sporting event or something like that. So that is... That, that bonding type experience. And it was also a big benefit for help and things oh, like no that. Doubt. You know, you're a new guy today. They kind of just throw you in there and you got to figure it out. Back then you had people you could walk up to. Uh, yeah, you teams. used to do it to me. I used yeah. to do it with people and say, hey, look, how do we really do this? The, you know, the boss says that we're supposed to do this. That makes no sense to me whatsoever. <laughs> what, how do we really do it? You know, what is the, and they would, you know. Everybody and, went to Jeb Zivy. <laughs> exactly. And I went to people. Um, that's how I learned. You know, people help, people used to say, hey, how come you're mentoring people so often? And I said, because people did it for me. That's how I learned a lot of stuff. I didn't learn it by reading the corporate manuals, I went around to people and say, is there a better way? And a lot of times there was. So that is, that I miss too. Uh, uh, yeah, but that's no a trade-off. But, you know, I, I don't think I could go back to an office being, I mean, I've been virtual now for over 20, it's got to be 25 years. You know, I'm, that, <laughs> yeah. those, that ship has sailed. <laughs> right? yeah. Oh man, that's I remember it. when I first went virtual, Jeff said, listen, I'm going to just give you a bit of advice. Once you go virtual, you don't go back. Yeah. <laughs> and he, he wasn't kidding. But listen, I agree, Jeff. And I just want to thank you again for coming to our studios here in Flanders, New Jersey, and being a part of T20E World. I hope you come back. We'll talk about another topic. And for our listeners out there, hope this was beneficial. You know, listen, just sharing our own personal experiences over the last half hour. But uh, you know what? It's, um, it's a good time for you to... Take advantage of what's out there, the flexibility of working in corporate America today. And, you know, although we talked a lot about the compassion and also the loyalty, to a degree, it's still there if you find that company and you make that fit. You know, you got to hustle and you got to find where you can make your niche and make it work for you. Again, it's all about happiness. If you're walking in every day, you better love what you do, you know? Right Absolutely. or wrong. Right, 100% right. Thanks again for listening to T20E world this is jeb zivy and hugo checking out